Shalom, and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. Last week, I had the immense privilege of driving four hours south to the Jerusalem of Mississippi. (laughs) At least it is for two months out of the year to Jacob's camp in Utica. Jewish camp and Jacob's in particular holds a special place in the hearts of so many people in this community. Those of us who are blessed enough to go to camp, we each have our reasons why we love it. Of course, I want to say for a second, um, I know some of you, camp wasn't your thing. That's okay, too. But for those of us camp people, we each have our own reason. We each have something that we love, and maybe even for those of us who went to camp decades ago, that we still hold in our hearts. For some of us, it was the friendships that last a lifetime. For some of us, it was the fact that finally we were in a place where being Jewish was cool, or at least that it was normal. One of the most beautiful pieces, like I said earlier, was gathering around the lake all dressed in white, singing songs of Shabbat together. I at least loved that part, but I turned out to be a rabbi, so go figure. And some of us, maybe many of us, were there just for the pure fun or the fried chicken or the fact that we could finally be in a place surrounded by older kids who would actually talk to us, who we really looked up to and wanted to be just like. But my first night at camp last week, I asked a group of eighth and ninth graders, the Talmudim unit, what they loved most about camp. And one of their answers really struck, really stuck with me and struck me. One girl said to me, I love the person that I am at camp. Once I'm inside these gates, I change into someone new. And I think that that was true for me too. And maybe it was for you as well. I loved the person that I was at camp. I loved learning how to relate to people, how to make friends, how to be proud of my Judaism, and how to slide down a wet tarp covered in paint and shaving cream. See, somebody, somebody remembers that. Um, but no, really, every year I tried to bring back a little bit of that person that I found out that I could be into my life at home. Why do we grow so much as people at camp Why does it allow us to change so much, to learn new things about ourselves, to fulfill more of our true potential, 
by being more comfortable in our own skin. Well, this past week, maybe it can serve as a hint or a guide to us. This past week in our Torah portion, we read about the Israelites and the places that they camped. We finally reach the end of the book of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers, which recounts the Israelites wandering through the desert on the way to the promised land. And at the very beginning of Parshat Masay, we get a listing of all, every single one of the places that the Israelites set up camp, from Ramses in Egypt all the way to where they are now on the steps of Moab, just across the Jordan River from Aretz Yisrael. So now that they are just days or maybe even moments away from entering the land, why does the Torah spend all this time, literally 50 verses? Imagine this could actually be a whole bar or bat mitzvah student's entire Torah portion, just the places that, they, that the Israelites camped in the desert. So why does the Torah give so much space to this itinerary? My teacher, Rabbi Tamara Cohen Eskenazi, and Rabbi Elizabeth Goldstein, they write in the Torah, a women's commentary, that, quote, a number of places serve as markers, not merely of a geographic itinerary, but also of experiences that shaped and at times transformed, transformed the Israelites from slaves to a people ready to possess the land. You see, at the moment that they escaped slavery, the Israelites were not yet ready to build the kind of society in Israel that God had envisioned for them. After 400 years as slaves, when their individuality and identity as Jews had been repressed, our spiritual ancestors did not know who they were on the inside or collectively as a nation. As much as anything else, their wandering through the wilderness was an opportunity to work through their own identity to figure out what type of people that they wanted to become. But how do we hone that identity? How did they hone that identity? Through experience and through making mistakes. Rabbi Brad Artson, the head of the conservative rabbinical school in LA and who Rabbi Greenstein also quoted in his sermon last Shabbat, he writes that all the Israelite camps are listed in this Torah portion, quote, to remind us of all the places we made mistakes. We sinned plenty in the wilderness, he writes, hounding Moses and doubting his leadership, not appreciate Miriam when she was with, not appreciating Miriam when she was with us, kvetching about God, and even preferring to return to slavery in Egypt. Over and over again, we showed flawed judgment and weak faith. But it is only by taking account of our flaws, by remembering our mistakes, that we can change into better people. A quick story. Don't tell my mom I'm telling you this. Um, when I was a kid at camp, I slapped another kid. I slapped kind of hard, actually, because I thought at the time it was very good reason I thought that they were interfering with my ping pong game. When a counselor found out, they made me go to the very center of the valley, the very center of the area where we all having hofesh, free time, and they made me slap a giant tree for the rest of the hour. 
<laughs> so when somebody came up to me, as of course they did, many people did, and said, Jeff, why are you slapping this tree? I was supposed to tell them that the tree was teaching me not to slap other campers. Needless to say, I did learn my lesson. And for all of you camp parents out there, you might be happy to know that they don't do punishments like that anymore, although maybe they should. But the lessons that we learn at camp are not always so obvious as learning not to hit. Yet they're almost always more profound. We grow so much at camp because we're allowed to be goofy, to try new things, to wear even pajamas to lunch. And even we're allowed to make mistakes, to screw up, to try new things, and sometimes to fall short. But the reason why we're allowed to grow, why we can grow and change for the better at camp, is that when we act weird or when we screw up, our counselors and our friends will still love us because we're all just figuring out who we really are. So no matter whether those of you listening are still campers, maybe you just got home from first session a couple weeks ago, or whether you left your bunk bed behind many decades ago, we still, of course, need that support. But more importantly, we can't lose, lose that feeling of trying, trying new things, making mistakes, but then at the same time insisting on developing and refining who we are by remembering those mistakes. Today marks the first of the Hebrew month of Av. So now um, I know all of you rabbis out there uh, in the audience or in the, the kahal, the community, or watching at home are, are saying, it's the first of Av. We're only two months away from Rosh Hashanah. These high holy days Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which we are fast approaching, they have a deep spiritual message. They insist that when we do cheshbon ha-nefesh, when we do true spiritual accounting, taking stock of the ways that we have fallen short in the year behind us, that when we truly look at our mistakes, we can change. We can become better people but it's only by looking at those wrong turns that we can make our way, that we can return to the true path. So my hope and my prayer for each one of us this Shabbat is that we learn from our ancestors' ancient itinerary and from our kids and grandkids who are at camp right now that we can change into the people that we want to become. But the first step is looking backwards and taking stock of where we've been. Kenihiratzon, may it be God's will.